It's the first and greatest of God's commands to love Him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's a command that He makes on all mankind, whether they belong to Him or not, whether they recognize His Lordship or not. What right does He have to claim such love, some might say? Welcome to episode 112 of the Ask Spurgeon podcast. My name's Dave Holt, and again, glad that you've joined me today, and I trust that you will go away feeling encouraged and motivated as you make your way through life, and I trust journey onwards with faith in Christ heading to glory. Now, if you are not yet a subscriber to this podcast, you can click on the subscribe button of your preferred podcast provider. And if you'd like to write to me about anything in this podcast episode or any other episode before, you can do so by writing to Dave at AskSpurgeon.com. Now, today's question, Reverend Spurgeon, what right does God have to claim the love of mankind for himself. My friends, you ought to love Jehovah for what he is. Behold him whom you cannot behold. Lift up your eyes to the seventh heaven. See where in dreadful majesty the brightness of his garments makes the angels veil their faces, lest the light too strong for even them, should smite them with eternal blindness. See him who stretched the heavens like a tent to dwell in and then did weave into their tapestry with golden needle stars that glitter in the darkness. Mark him who spread the earth and created man upon it, and hear what he is. He is all-sufficient, eternal, self-existent, unchangeable, omnipotent, and omniscient. Will you not reverence him? He is good, he is loving, he is kind, he is gracious. See the bounties of his providence, behold the plenitude of his grace. Will you not love Jehovah, because he is Jehovah? But you are most of all bound to love him because he is your God. He is your God by creation. He made you. You did not make yourself. God the Almighty, though he might use instruments, was nevertheless the sole creator of man. Though he is pleased to bring us into the world by the agency of our progenitors, yet is he as much our creator as he was the creator of Adam when he formed him of clay and made him man. Look at this marvelous body of yours. See how God has put the bones together so as to be of the greatest service and use to you. See how he has arranged your nerves and blood vessels. Mark the marvelous machinery which he has employed to keep you in life. O thing of an hour, will you not love him who made you? Is it possible that you can think of him who formed you in his hands and moulded you by his will, and yet will you not love him who has fashioned you? Again, consider he is your God, for he preserves you. Your table is spread, but he spread it for you. 
The air that you breathe is a gift of His charity. The clothes that you have on your back are gifts of His love. Your life depends on Him. One wish of His infinite will would have brought you to the grave and given your body to the worms. And at this moment, though you are strong and hearty, your life is absolutely dependent upon Him. You may die where you are. You are out of hell only as the result of His goodness. You would be at this hour sweltering in unquenchable flames had not His sovereign love preserved you. Traitor though you may be to Him, an enemy to His cross and cause, yet He is your God so far as this, for He made you and keeps you alive. Surely you may wonder that He should keep you alive when you refuse to love Him. Man, you would not keep a horse that did not work for you. Would you keep a servant in your house who insulted you? Would you spread bread upon his table and find livery for his back, if instead of doing your will and good pleasure, he would be his own master and would run counter to you? Certainly you would not. And yet here is God feeding you, and you are rebelling against him. Swearer, the lips with which you cursed your Maker are sustained by Him. The very lungs that you employ in blasphemy are inspired by Him with the breath of life, else you had ceased to be. O oh, strange that you should eat God's bread and then lift up your heel against Him. O oh, amazing that you should sit at the table of His providence and be clothed in the livery of His bounty and yet that you should turn round and spit against high heaven and lift the puny hand of your rebellion against the God who made you and preserves you. Oh, if instead of our God we had one like unto ourselves to deal with, my brothers and sisters, we would not have patience with our fellow creatures for an hour. I marvel at God's long-suffering towards men, I see the foul-mouthed blasphemer curse his God. O oh God, how can you endure it? Why do you not smite him to the ground? If a gnat should torment me, should I not in one moment crush it? And what is man compared with his Maker? Not one half so great as an ant compared with man. O oh my brothers and sisters, we may well be astonished that God has mercy upon us after all our violations of this high command, but I stand here today, his servant, and for myself and for you, I claim for God, because he is God, because he is our God and our Creator. I claim the love of all hearts. I claim the obedience of all souls and of all minds and the consecration of all our strength. O people of God, I need not speak to you. You know that God is your God in a special sense. Therefore, you ought to love him with a special love. That answer to the question, what right does God have to claim the love of mankind for himself, was provided during the Sunday morning sermon preached on the 8th of November, 1857, at the Music Hall Royal Surrey Gardens, titled The First and Great Commandment. Thank you for joining me today. It's been a pleasure to share these truths with you. And now if you'd allow me to pray with you. 
Oh God, we stand before you today guilty for failing to keep this great command to love you with all that we are. And yet we stand here today lifting up our hands that you have not smote us when we deserved it, that you have not destroyed us for loving ourselves or other things more than you. But we also come here today to pray that you would help us. Help us to sacrifice those things that stand in the way and then grant to us your spirit, O God, to nurture within us flames of love that will become, O God, a bonfire of fervent love toward you. For that is what you deserve and more. And we pray these things in Jesus' name.